Are you trying to squeeze the starting solid food stuff into your already busy schedule? Well, I have an all-in-one done-for-you solution that's going to take the guesswork out of feeding your baby. My online program is called Baby Led Weaning with Katie Ferraro. It contains all of my baby led weaning training videos, the original 100 First Foods content library, plus a 100-day meal plan with recipes like the exact sequence of which foods to feed in which order. So if you want to stop trying to piece all this feeding stuff together on your own, I would be honored if you would join me inside of the program. You can get signed up at babyledweaning.co slash program. Checking in about food allergies and introducing allergenic foods. And have you done peanut with your baby yet? Well, intact nuts and thick globs of nut butters like peanut butter are choking hazards for babies, but we want to get that peanut protein into your baby early and often in order to help lower the risk of peanut allergy down the road. My absolute favorite way to introduce peanuts for babies is using the Puffworks Baby Peanut Puffs. So When you hear puffs, like you're probably like, oh, those starchy little puff things. Like, no, no, no. Not the little ones that earlier eaters can't pick up. Those kind of crappy puffs from the store that have added sugar and refined grains and lots of salt. Uh uh. The Puffworks baby peanut puffs have no added sugar. They have just a smidge of sodium for preservatives, and they are the perfect size for baby led weaning. They're about the size of your adult pinky finger. So, you can, baby can pick them up, self-feed them, but they're so soft that they dissolve in your baby's mouth so you can introduce these peanut puffs even before your baby has teeth. Puffworks also makes a baby almond puff for the safe introduction of a separate allergenic food category. That's tree nuts. And now, finally, Puffworks put out a combo case. So it's half baby peanut and half baby almond. So if you want to grab one case, then you can knock out two new allergenic foods. We do these on different days, though. These are just the no-stress, low-mess way to get peanut and tree nut out of the way. So you can get 15% off everything at puffworks.com when you use the affiliate discount code BLWPOD. That's a new code. It's BLWPOD. Use that sucker at checkout at puffworks.com and get peanut and tree nut safely out of the way. And so much of our worry originates from things we simply have not experienced yet. And I promise you, once you feed your baby these five foods during the first five days of baby led weaning, you're going to be like, what was I ever even worried about? Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby led weaning. Here on the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding, leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using baby led weaning. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Katie Ferraro. I'm a registered dietitian and mom of seven specializing in baby led weaning. And today we are talking about the schedule for the first five days. What do you need to get started with baby led weaning? I'm literally going to walk you through exactly what I would do if I were you starting baby led weaning with my baby. Now, you don't have to follow this to the T, but if you're looking for an outline, I'm going to give you some really practical tips for how you can keep your baby on track to succeed with self-feeding when you're starting out with baby led weaning. So this is an episode for parents and caregivers. If you're going to be starting baby led weaning, if you get the benefits of raising a self-feeding baby, if you're like raising your hand, heck yeah, I'm on board with this, but what exactly do I do? I made this episode for you. So as I do with all of my podcast episodes, I want to start us out with a baby led weaning tip of the day. 
And the tip for today is by the time you have done these five different foods I'm going to talk about today with your baby during the first week of baby led weaning, trust me, your confidence in your baby's ability to self-feed will skyrocket. I know you've seen all those research studies about if you do something X number of times, it becomes a habit. This is like, if you can get through these first five days and not freak out and lose your cool, you will be so assured that your baby has the ability to do this. You're going to be like, why did I ever doubt it? So I think as parents, caregivers, so much of our worry originates from things that we just simply have not experienced yet. So I promise you, once you feed your baby who is six months of age, plus exhibiting the other signs of readiness to feed these five foods, you're going to be like, why was I ever worried about what foods to start with? And hang tight because in this episode, I'm going to share with you the exact procedure for what and how I prep foods for the first five days of baby led weaning, not just for my own babies, but also for all of the other families that I work with who are just getting started on solid foods. So let's go ahead and dive in. We're looking at the schedule for the first five days, how to get started with baby led weaning. So my absolute favorite first food for starting baby led weaning is avocado. I like to do five new foods per week. You can safely introduce five new foods per week because four of those are going to be low risk foods. And on your fifth day, you're going to introduce an allergenic food. So I'm going to walk you through the first five days, but I'm going to start with something nice and easy, avocado. Now, avocado is my preferred first food for baby led weaning because it's nutrient dense. There's over 20 different vitamins and minerals in an avocado. Not that it really matters because of course, the good majority of your baby's nutrition is going to be coming from breast milk or formula when you're starting out. So they're going to like maybe get a few, you know, little tidbits in their mouth, if that. But avocado is a good one to start with because the texture is nice and soft and it works for my purees for a few days approach. Now, I get it. Your baby has only ever had liquids, right? Thick liquids like breast milk or formula have been the entirety of your baby's nutrition up until six months of age, as it should be. So it seems like a little bit of a stretch to assume your baby's going to jump right from thick liquids to soft, solid versions of foods without doing any purees in between. Now, I value purees as an important texture for your baby to learn how to master. However, purees are not the only food that babies can eat. Too often, I work with families who are stuck on purees for weeks or months on end. So I recommend you do purees for a few days before moving into some of those more soft, solid foods. And avocado is a great one to start with. Okay, you can make a thin puree of avocado. You can make a thicker or chunkier puree. And you can offer your baby soft, solid strips of avocados. You can actually do all of that within the first day in the first 15-minute feed. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you've been thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's a convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online experience. All you do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. I used to think therapy was just for people who have experienced major trauma, but therapy can help you be at your best no matter what you're going through. So whether it's to learn new positive coping skills, set more realistic boundaries, or just show up as a better version of yourself, BetterHelp is here to help. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. 
If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there and BetterHelp can help you. Visit betterhelp.com slash weaning today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash weaning and get 10% off your first month. So if you guys haven't had a chance, make sure you listen to episode number five. It's called How to Do Purees for a Few Days When Starting Solid Foods. But I recommend your first day, put that baby in the high chair. Your baby's six months of age. Again, plus exhibiting the other signs of readiness to feed. You have a foot rest on your high chair. Your baby's feet are resting flat. Make three different bowls. I like the silicone silicone suction bowls and mats from Easy Peasy. I like the tiny bowl for trying new foods. It's a five ounce portion. It suctions to your baby's high chair. Make a thin puree where you take that avocado and you mix it up with some breast milk or some formula and put it on a preloaded spoon. I also like another easy peasy product called the tiny spoon. I preload the spoon for baby led weaning, hand it to the baby, and then let the baby start bringing that spoon to their mouth. They're not going to get much of it in their mouth at first, but the point is you're testing out that your baby can do okay on a thin puree. Do that for about five minutes and then bring a second bowl that has a thicker or chunkier puree. Your baby might take the preloaded spoon for this one or might grab it with his or her hands. Do that for another five minutes. And then if your baby appears to be doing well, not no profuse vomiting, then move on and do the soft solid strips of avocado in the third five minutes of that feed. So literally in the first 15 minutes of feeding your baby, you've offered them a thin puree of avocado, a chunkier or thicker thicker puree of avocado, and then the soft solid strips. Again, they're not going to eat very much of it. You're just observing that your baby can do okay on textures other than the thick liquids of breast milk or formula they've been having. The point here is not to quantify or figure out how many calories the baby's getting from food. We wanna give our babies the opportunity to learn how to eat. Avocado is a great one to do on the first day. If you're up for it, try the same thing again later in the day. At the six to seven month mark, we love to see your babies eating one to two times a day. At the eight to nine month mark, bump that up to two to three times. And then by 10 to 12 months, you want to see the baby eating three times with the rest of the family if possible. So that's the first day of baby led weaning one to two times. Just do avocado. Take it easy. I know your babies are smart, but don't have any like overblown expectations. It's going to be messy. There's not going to be much eating. And again, that's fine because breast milk or formula continues to be your baby's primary source of nutrition. Day two though, again, not much happening, but try a new food. Get in the habit of trying one new low risk food per day, Monday to Thursday. And then on Friday is the day I like to do a new allergenic food. This is all part of my five step feeding framework. This is the framework that sets the stage for the hundred first foods approach that I developed for introducing your baby to foods safely using baby led weaning. It is perfectly safe to introduce your baby to one new low risk food per week. I have an episode all about why you actually don't need to wait three to five days between introducing low risk foods. So if you haven't already heard that, go ahead and go back to episode number 12. It's why you don't need to wait three to five days between introducing foods. If you go to blwpodcast.com slash 12, you can find that episode. Now back to bananas, that's day two that I do. I do a new fruit, a new vegetable, a new starch, a new protein, and a new challenge food every week. I'll talk to you about the challenge foods in a second, but 
for the first five days, second days, do banana. It's nice and easy, right? We've, if you've ever fed a baby, you've probably fed a baby banana. I love to do strips of banana. I cut the banana in half longwise and then cut it in half across the shorter end and then cut each half then into four pieces. So you have like eight little spears about the size of a big French fry or your pinky finger. Serve that to your baby. Fruit is fine. Your baby will not develop an affinity for sweetness if you offer fruit, but we do want to offer fruit in conjunction with other vegetables. So the second day I do banana, if you're still wanting to do those purees, do a thin puree of banana where you mix that puree. Take a soft one because the soft ones are easier to mash up with some breast milk or formula. Do that for five minutes. Preload the tiny spoon. Hand it to your baby. Watch them go to town. They might not eat very much and that's fine. You might have to help guide the baby's spoon to their mouth at the beginning. Do a thicker puree and then do the strips of banana. Again, just spending about 15 to 20 minutes feeding that food. And then if you're up for it, do it again later in the day with some of the banana and then maybe bring back in that familiar food from the day before, which is avocado. That's day two. Day three, on the third day of the week, I always focus on a starchy food. So I love sweet potato as a way to introduce baby to their first starchy food. Sweet potatoes are so easy. Scrub the outside, pierce it with a fork, roast it or bake it at 350 for an hour or two hours, depending upon how big the sweet potato is. Make sure it's fork tender all the way through. Take it out of the oven. Let it cool till you can like handle it. Remove the skin because it's way easier to get the skin off before it cools to room temperature. And then cut that semi-cold sweet potato into, again, strips about the size of your adult pinky finger. Take some of that, mash it up for a thin puree, make a thicker or chunkier puree, and then also make a third bowl with those soft, solid strips of sweet potato. Feed each of those to your babies five minutes at a time. So 5, 10, 15 minutes, most babies can sit in their high chair for 15 to 20 minutes. You have now introduced your baby to the third food. And at about this time, you're like, hold up, like, I don't even know that my baby needs the purees. And to be honest, you don't need to unnecessarily puree foods that your baby could eat soft, intact versions of like sweet potato. But the first few days using my purees for a few days approach, you might want to do that. So go with sweet potato for day three, nice source of carbohydrate, a good amount of energy. There's other nutrients in there. There's some fiber, a cool new flavor profile. You're three days in and your baby has now tried three different foods. Once your baby gets a few foods under their belt, I generally say a baby can sit for 15 to 20 minutes at a mealtime. Most babies can do that. The way I like to do it is to split that 20 minutes where the first 10 minutes I offer the baby the new food. So let's say sweet potato. Maybe, you know, do the thin puree, do the thicker puree, do some strips. And then after 10 minutes, swap in a more traditional meal with three foods. We never want to feed our babies more than three foods at a time. It can be very overwhelming for them. Of those three foods, include two familiar foods. So in this case, your baby's already seen avocado. They've already seen banana. Put a little bit of that back on the plate. And then also include the new food of the day, which is sweet potato. So in that way, on day three, you're starting to cycle in some of those previous foods. This is you fulfilling that idea of, hey, I need to introduce my baby to these foods early and often. Again, we don't do it too early. We wait until the baby is six months of age, plus exhibiting the other signs of readiness to feed. But there you have it. That is day three. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now we're moving into day four. This is where people get frustrated. This is meat day. If your family eats meat, just get in the habit of offering your baby meat. You know it's a valuable source of iron. Iron is important for your baby's cognitive development. But as parents, we sometimes freak out like, dude, I can do sweet potato. I can do bananas. But but sweet potatoes, bananas, avocado, those are soft, solid foods I recognize. But like meat, are you saying my baby can eat meat the first week of solid foods? I don't want to, you know, cause any ideals of grandeur delusion for you. But the reality is your baby's not going to actually eat that much meat. Okay. They're going to suck on it. They're going to smell it. They're going to taste it, lick it. There's not very much happening, but do try to offer a meat on day four. And here's the deal. I teach a introduction to solid foods, uh, free workshop called baby led weaning for beginners. And many of you have taken it. If you go to my show notes page, it's always linked up there. And in that course, I show you the first 10 days of baby led weaning. And a lot of parents are like, whoa, you do lamb on day four. Like they're halfway paying attention. They're like avocado, banana, sweet potato, no big deal. Whoa, lamb on day four. And I kind of do it to get your attention. Like people say, why did you pick lamb for day four of your 100 first foods program? The reality is I was, I did the 100 first foods program first with my quadruplets when they were doing baby led weaning. And then I refined it with my baby twins after I'd already developed it into a program. And when I went to feed them a meat on day four, the only meat I had in my freezer was a boneless leg of lamb. So I was like, oh shoot, well, I need to make a meat recipe. So we did lamb on day four because babies, to be honest, can try any type of a fatty cut of meat that's nice and soft and moist and juicy. It could be chicken or pork or things people are more familiar with, but I just happened to have lamb. It's actually the story behind why lamb is on day four of my 100 First Foods program. And of course, you don't have to follow these to the T, but every week when you're doing a new food, on the fourth day, if you're following my five-step feeding framework, you do lamb, or you do a meat, rather. And on the first week, I just happened to do lamb. So lamb is great because like all animal flesh, it's a good source of iron. It's a new flavor and a texture experience for your baby. If you cook it with broth, let's say, in a slow cooker, you just want to make sure you use a low-sodium broth, okay? They're not going to eat very much of it. But one thing that's good about doing meat on day four is that you are getting in the habit of serving your baby one new different meat per week. You can puree it if you want to. Personally, I think pureed meat looks gross, but this is not about what it looks like. Your baby doesn't care. You can preload that spoon, offer them the thin puree of meat, the thicker puree of meat, and then some soft, solid strips of juicy, moist meat. Again, not eating much, but the more moist the meat is, the more fluid there is, the more juice the more sauce, that helps reduce choking risk because dry meats equal a choking hazard. So don't serve your baby chicken breast or turkey breast right off the bat. There's not enough fat. Fat equals moisture. Moisture helps to reduce the choking risk. So that's day four. Offer your baby a meat. You can do lamb or whatever other meat you have on hand. But day five, here's the kicker. This is where you want to do your first allergenic food. And a lot of parents kind of balk at this like, whoa, 
I can do avocado, I can do banana, I can do sweet potato. I know you can. Those are easy foods to feed. And after three days, bring in a meat. That's a little more challenging. Day five, push yourself. Do the first allergenic food. There are eight foods. We call them the big eight. They account for 90% of food allergy. The guidance and the data and the research is increasingly leaning towards early introduction of these foods helps prevent food allergy. So we want to introduce the allergenic foods early and often, but parents are scared of them and you don't need to be scared of them. Starting in week one of solid foods at six months of age, when your baby's exhibiting the other signs of readiness to feed, just get in the habit of every Friday, introduce one new allergenic food. It is perfectly safe to introduce the other low risk foods that are not allergenic foods one per day. But on Friday, when you do the allergenic food, Hold off on doing any other new foods until the following Monday. You want to give yourself two to three days to observe for any potential reaction. And it doesn't really matter what order you introduce foods in, but with the allergenic foods, I think it makes the most sense to start with either peanut, egg, or milk. Those are the three most common pediatric food allergies. So pick one. Milk, you can do yogurt, do full fat plain whole milk yogurt preloaded on a spoon for your baby as a way to introduce them to cow's milk protein. For peanuts, I like to do peanut puffs because peanut butter and intact peanuts are a choking hazard. So the peanut puff brand that I like is a brand called Puffworks Baby. And you can get 20% off their product if you go to their website, puffworks.com with the code 20BABYLED. I like those for peanuts. Do that in week two or week one or week three. But basically, do peanuts, do milk, and do egg in the first three weeks as, again, those are the most, the three most common pediatric food allergies. So pick egg if you feel comfortable with it and do it. And then do it twice on Friday, once or twice on Saturday, once or twice on Sunday, keeping in mind that the allergenic reaction, that allergic reaction may occur on the second or subsequent exposure. It's not going to happen the first time you feed the baby egg all the time. It might be on the second or the third time. So do it a few times over the weekend, observe for the reaction. And then the following Monday, jump right back in to doing food number six, another fruit. So there you have it. That's the first five days. You guys literally by Friday, you're going to be like, wow, this is so easy. I'm not scared to introduce my baby to these foods. I recognize that the foods that I'm offering, they're not eating very much of because breast milk or formula is still the majority of that baby's nutrition, but you're giving your baby ample opportunity to learn how to eat. And you're also giving yourself a ton of confidence that the foods that you're offering, gosh, we're building up this repertoire. My baby is going to learn how to eat a variety of foods and flavors and tastes and textures. That's what helps you raise an independent eater and prevent picky eating. So for those of you who are just getting started on baby led weaning, if you're looking for some additional information, I've got a great guide. It's an ebook. It's called the quick start guide to baby led weaning. It is 16 pages that is jam packed with everything you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods. I've got a whole nutrient deep dive in there of why you feed different foods. I've got ideas about allergenic foods. I've got different tips for seasoning your baby's food without salt, and a few of my favorite combination food recipes, you can download the quick start guide to baby led weaning. If you go to the show notes page for this episode, I've got all the other links from this episode lined up there as well. That's blwpodcast.com slash 25. Thank you guys so much for being here. And I hope you enjoyed the schedule for the first five days getting started with baby led weaning. Bye now.
From the terrifying power of tornadoes to sizzling summer temperatures, AccuWeather Daily brings you the top trending weather-related story of the day, seven days a week. You can learn a lot in just a few minutes with stories about impending hurricanes, winter storms, or even what not to miss in the night sky. So listen and subscribe to AccuWeather Daily wherever you get your podcasts. That's AccuWeather Daily wherever you get your podcasts.